For the past year and a half or so, I've felt the pressures of what is sometimes described as call-out culture. In call-out culture, people can score points by calling out others' prejudicial thinking, their imprecise terminology, their unsophisticated analyses of systemic injustice. All the better if we call these things out in public ways. The pressure to perform these call-outs is one of the reasons I left Facebook more than a year ago and never looked back. Don't get me wrong. I know that thought patterns and word choices are powerful tools and sometimes weapons that we use intentionally or unintentionally in ways that can harm others. So I value examining my thinking and wording and transforming them through challenges from others. But I find that call-out culture is doing more harm than good in dismantling and reconstructing the habits of heart and mind, not to mention the relationships that God's kingdom requires. An ancient way to call someone out was to say that they had an unclean spirit. In today's gospel, some people say that Jesus is possessed by a particular demon, that he has Beelzebul. Others say that Jesus is an agent of the ruler of demons, not just any old demon. The name for this ruler of demons is Satan. Jesus' response to these call-outs is, I believe, completely astonishing. At first, his response might look like self-defense. But when we read this gospel carefully, we realize that Jesus tries to transform his call-out culture. He does this by asking people to focus not on correctly calling out evil, but on recognizing goodness at work. So let's read carefully. In the first portion of what looks like Jesus' defense, he makes the scribal focus on calling out evil almost almost irrelevant. Now the scribes think that Jesus can drive out demons because he himself is possessed by a demon or is an agent of Satan. The scribes think that when Jesus is performing exorcisms, it's a sign that Satan's minions have turned on each other. When Jesus performs exorcisms, either his possessor Beelzebul or his mastermind Satan is driving out some other demon. Now, we might expect Jesus to assert, I'm not possessed by an unclean spirit. I'm the agent of the Holy Spirit. Get it right. But Jesus does something different. It's hard to recognize this at first, but Jesus basically says, and I'm going to paraphrase here, so what if I am an agent of Satan, whether I'm possessed by an unclean spirit or working for the Holy Spirit? Satan's rule is at an end. Now, Jesus makes this response in kind of a complicated way for us modern readers. And he does it by giving two models for the collapse of Satan's rule. He calls these para parables, we could call them analogies. So here's these two models for the collapse of Satan's rule. One is a house divided. So this is one way for a household to be plundered or to collapse. Its members can turn in on each other in this house divided. Now the other model for the collapse of a household is to have the strong man of the house bound and tied 
and then an invader can plunder the property. So the scribes see Jesus in the first way, as an agent of Satan fighting against Satan. Jesus sees himself as the plunderer binding Satan and setting up his own kingdom in Satan's place. But either way, Satan's rule is in danger. By calling Jesus an agent of Satan, the scribes have missed the most important fact. That is that the kingdom of God is at hand. Now, their mistaken focus on calling Jesus out is also destructive. When the scribes say that Jesus has an unclean spirit, they commit what Jesus calls blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. And when Jesus calls blasphemy against the Holy Spirit unforgivable, he's mustering all his force to emphasize how crucial it is that we get this right. The kingdom of God depends on it. To blaspheme the Holy Spirit is to call evil or unclean a spirit that is working for good, for freedom, and for healing. In the Gospels of Matthew and Luke, Jesus goes so far as to add these words. Whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. Through this teaching, Jesus doesn't seem to care overly much what we think or say about him personally. He only cares what spirit we see at work through him. Now this teaching makes the biggest historical sticking point between Christians and members of other faith traditions seem suddenly minor. Say whatever we want about Jesus himself, but please recognize the spirit of goodness and holiness doing healing and freeing work wherever we find it. In today's gospel, the kingdom of God doesn't depend on correctly calling out evil. In today's gospel, the kingdom of God doesn't even depend on correctly labeling the Son of Man or the Son of God. It only depends on whether we can recognize the Holy Spirit at work through his acts of healing and liberation. In fact, it depends on people who do God's will more than on people who claim Jesus as their family member. An organization called Showing Up for Racial Justice has a comparable attitude toward entering a just kingdom. They focus on what they call calling people in, not out. According to their shared values, they strive to create a culture and community that people want to be a part of, not by shaming and blaming, or by targeting people who seem resistant or hostile, but by collaborating with a spirit of anti-racism wherever they find it in motion. There's a lot more to say about their posture toward building a movement. For example, it's not designed just to make people feel more comfortable or to let unjust powers slide. But it's an attitude that has helped me resist the pressures of call-out culture. I feel freed by call-in culture. I feel freed by Jesus' own emphasis on the Holy Spirit's work. I feel freed to inhabit a kingdom that doesn't depend on correctly identifying evil. Jesus isn't saying that evil doesn't exist, 
or that the spirit of goodness, of health, and freedom isn't in conflict with forces that oppose these states of human flourishing. He's simply saying that the kingdom of God doesn't depend on correctly calling out evil. It doesn't even depend on protecting the Son of Man or the Son of God from what sounds like blasphemy. Instead, the kingdom of God depends on correctly identifying goodness at work. It depends on seeing the Holy Spirit at work all around us and close at hand, and then joining in. Amen.